Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Be Simply the She, and I want to thank you for connecting with us today. Today we're uh, looking at the food alchemy, our roots, and how when we connect to our ecosystem, not only the plant kingdom, uh, but the human kingdom, and uh, all those things that go around our own interpersonal a nucleus. So today uh, in the northern hemisphere we're experiencing fall and we're going to really connect to fall and for those that are potentially in the southern hemisphere listening in today, this is great information for you to listen to to plan ahead for your fall uh, and upcoming seasons. And this season, as mentioned on other segments, is a season to release uh, grief and to acknowledge where there be grief existing in you that is unresolved. Being that where we are in this uh, moment on planet Earth, it's safe to say that all have some grief we can release, uh, all have some healing to do uh, collectively because of the state of affairs in our world around us. We're not exempt from it. We're all in this together. We're all here on this planet. So one beautiful way to this is one to be really mindful with what you're consuming during each season of the year and as you enter this grief season uh, it's a great time to honor what's there and then also cultivate and expand and grow and transform educate self and see what happens too it doesn't mean that everyone has to be sad all fall but also allow whatever needs to come off flow out from you don't bottle it up it's really dangerous, and if you can imagine the transition, if you're in the fall time and there's stuff to look at, uh, rather than push it away or turn the cheek, you can say, wow, I'm going to own this, and uh, it's time for me to start moving forward, and how can I nourish myself, how can I take care of myself so I release this in a safe manner? And then that way, as you enter into the winter, when historically a lot of people uh, will get ill and all those things, you've released the grief, you haven't bottled it up, and you're in a better state of mind. And when we get to that season, we'll talk about that. But this is how you can flow mindfully from one season to the next and understand what's being afforded. Again, you might be not able to even connect to this, but the way you can start connecting to what's going on for you is to keep a little log, keep a journal, um, notice your emotions during a cycle of a lunar cycle and then a week cycle and even a day cycle. Really pay attention to what's going on. You can push it off all you want. You can placate it with numbing yourself out with uh, any type of thing from food, drugs, alcohol, or pharmacology, and that's not necessarily going to get you to the roots. So today, these food segments are really designed to help give you a little wisdom, give you a little education, shine a light on um, people that have a love for food. And this self-soil in society, if you think about the the world that we live on, it's all about regeneration and everything goes back to the soil and comes back up. 
into new form. Today I was out in my garden, um, much needed attention because a lot of grasses have grown. But there's all these treasures below the grass, all the herbs that are coming up and happy, the things that have, you know, faded away because it's not their season anymore. And just acknowledging that um, when we have this connectivity to that ecosystem, we're more in alignment with ourselves and what we need around us and uh, also how we can have an impact from the micro to the macro. These individual impacts are so important. They're more important than probably anything you could ever do is by really refining uh, your understanding of self and how it is con- how you it <laughs> you are connected to this world system. And this is a, a process that doesn't happen overnight. And hopefully it's something that you'll retain and keep moving with eternally as uh, we move into one form into the next. So why don't we just take a moment to digest all that information. Today what we're going to be doing is because uh, this week I try to live my life very serendipitously, listen and see what's presented, but this week... um, with the fall, potatoes keep arriving in conversations. So I decided it will be really good to educate people a little bit about potatoes and what they have to offer and how I relate to them. And again, this is uh, for you to potentially try and see and then listen to your body. Not all foods are good for everyone. Um, That's for sure, and it's really important that you listen to what your instincts are around something. So what we're going to do first off is we are going just to take a little respite and uh, listen to a little Elizaveta storyteller, and uh, I've shared this song, I think, once in the past week or two. Uh, Elizaveta is an amazing artist. I put the link to her site below. Uh, she uh, has a gift for creating from one genre to a pop genre and mixing it all up. So I love her gift and her talent. This song, in relation to what we're talking about, food today, I'd love for you to connect to all the stories that you've been told about food and how that's evolved over this lifetime alone. So uh, what's inspired me to talk about potatoes today is a story that someone was told and that that was a story maybe at one moment in time, but we evolve or we have gained more knowledge about the world that we live on and we have a bigger picture. And so then we can have a new relationship and conversation. So as you listen to Elisabetta, think about food and all the stories you've been told about food, what's been good or bad, and <laughs> think about uh, what you enjoy about it and are you ready to take responsibility for educating yourself about what you're putting into your body. And then when we come back, we'll dive into um, the Modern Classics Cookbook by Donna Hay, and then we'll springboard into those potatoes. Where statues touch the sky. A 
So that was Elisaveto, storyteller, and hopefully in that moment you're able to reconnect with the stories you've told yourself about food, uh, you've been told about food, and how you relate to food in this moment. As I mentioned, we're connecting to fall foods and the emotional subset that happens uh, during the fall. The element that governs the fall is metal, and uh, this is by Chinese medicine standards, and metal in Ayurveda would be considered the ethers. Um, So uh, the lungs is part of what's um, impacted, because this is where we store grief. If you don't have a lot of strength in this region of your body, this is something to really nourish and be mindful of. And know as you're going into the season, if you honor that you have grief potentially to release or welcome releasing, uh, what happens, as I've mentioned in some of our uh, the self-love segments, is that we can compartmentalize, we can put things away to deal with them later. Uh, this is a whole culture. Uh, uh, post-World War II nuclear families. We don't talk about certain things. Put it away. We're evolving. Uh, We're learning that, wow, maybe we can start taking responsibility for our emotions. So knowing this, that we're still in a a war era, meaning that there's still wars going on this planet. We're still subjecting most of our culture to um, some form of abuse, whether it's self-induced or induced on a larger scale, that we have grief to release. And will continue to have grief to release. So how exciting it will be if each one of us start taking responsibility and say, hey, I can let out a few tears. I can release this energy from my body, and that might feel really, really good. So simple ways, I've mentioned this in other um, segments, is that you can nourish self uh, during the fall time and um, really nourish yourself with things that are going to help ground you. In Ayurveda, this season is Vata, where there's a lot of movement in the air, and this is perfect. Uh, People that tend to be Vata in nature, I typically will recommend that they eat root vegetables, things that are grown in the earth to get them connected to the earth and uh, to bring them back because... Even if you have a practice where it's meditation or whatever your theological belief system is, 
you still have to be here, as a good friend of mine said, where you still have to go fetch the water and chop the wood. So if you uh, don't have that balance between the metaphorical heaven and earth, uh, you're going to feel a little um, in disharmony with yourself, and you'll notice it in your mind, body, and spirit. So some um, one thing to do during this season is that um, this is from Paul Pitchford's book on page 347 that follows the time to organize the um, the open and perhaps scattered patterns of the previous warmer seasons. So, you know, a lot of activity in the summer, a lot of movement, a lot of young energy, maybe not a lot of structure, and that's needed at times um, to stimulate this activity in the body to focus mentally and to begin to process of uh, the process of contraction, you can add more sour-flavored fl- foods. This includes sourdough bread, sauerkraut, olives, pickles, leeks, azuki beans, salt, plums, rosehip tea, vinegar, cheese, yogurt, lemons, limes, grapefruit, and sour varieties of apples, plums, and grapes. And guess what? This is a lot of what's grown the, during this season coming off this um, summer. And he just that mentions to be extremely uh cautious of extremely sour foods and you can just use a small amount so this is another good point to bring out is that oftentimes in our culture because we become uh, food obsessed and body obsessed uh, that we can overdo it a little goes a long way Uh, the herbs I grow in my garden I can never eat all those herbs and I love that they can grow there and hang out with me and I can just use a little bit uh, be easy. Your body isn't necessarily designed to consume so much. And you'll notice as you become more attuned to what's going on in your body, what you need and what you don't need. So we are going to shine a light on Donna Hay. She is an author out of Australia. She creates these beautiful cookbooks. And if you are into photography, and simplicity, I would highly recommend um, checking out her cookbooks. I put a link below to her site. The cookbook I'm referencing today uh, from my kitchen is Donna Hayes Modern Classics Book One. And for me, cookbooks are just inspiration. I love the inspiration. I use recipes out of them. You can always tell if someone cooks out of the cookbooks, there's usually stuff all over their cookbooks, <laughs> meaning that they've gotten a little dirty with flour, oils, or whatever that might be. Uh, but the inspiration, and something we talked about on yesterday's segment, I get inspired by seeing what someone does. And sometimes I'll create, or more than not, alterations or substitute things. And this is a practice. Uh, if you're not super confident in the kitchen yet, you know, follow the recipe. Uh, learn how to do it according to someone else's mastery. And then over time, you might get confidence to start uh, making adaptations or listening to the food and understanding which foods like to hang out with each other. Another great metaphor for life that uh, not all things are meant to grow right next to each other. Not all things taste good together. And this is what gives us our variety in life. What inspires me about winter time, fall to winter time and the root vegetables and fall harvest is that you can do a lot of roasted veggies, which you get that warmth for your uh, inner agni and your digestion. In addition, uh, it's really easy. So you can throw a bunch of veggies in the oven and toss them gently with some oil and salt and pepper and any, any fresh herbs that you like. You can reserve those to the end. Uh, 
another dish that I love doing uh, is, and she has in this cookbook, is a frittata. Uh, this is a dish that you can see in Spain. It's called a tortilla uh, frittata in Italy, all around the world. And it's just a simple, you put veggies in, eggs. Uh, she has cream in here. You don't have to put the cream in, or you can do a little bit of that adaptation cheese. Again, you don't have to put those things in. The tortilla in Spain is uh, just the eggs and the potatoes, and you can add these veggies and the oils, and it'll taste magnificent. You just reduce the amount of eggs so they don't have to firm up as much. And they'll leave this out. You can actually leave it at room temperature and serve it with little tapenades during the day, a little salsas, a great snack, um, great warm and at room temperature. So if you do have this cookbook, you can go to page 73 and check it out. Uh, this, because she's from Australia, you'll notice that things are in ounces and grams. Uh, the beautiful thing is we have this World Wide Web, and you can go to the Internet and do your conversions if you aren't um, seasoned on knowing what that means um, to go from grams to ounces and realizing that people do things different in different parts of the world. A metric system is a perfectly fine system. It just takes a little time for your mind to shift if you haven't been raised with that. So what we're going to do right now, uh, if you're inspired, get some root vegetables, carrots, celeries, are above ground, but uh, potatoes, uh, onions, roast them up and uh, play around with them. You can have them as a side. You can make them into a frittata and uh, you can put them on t top of a salad and add other things with it. Simple, easy thing to do. And the beautiful thing is once you roast them, they actually store quite well. So you can add them to a salad the next day. Um, in Ayurveda, it's recommended not to do leftovers because the cheese gone. So, but you can make these uh, roast vegetables into even, like I mentioned, a tapenade or something like that uh, that's uh, fermented a little bit. Again, will uh, help you with the pickling and the sour for the fall to help be a catalyst to balance out any grief that's coming up and nourish you during this season. We're going to listen to a little Brent Lewis right now, and this is called Jungle Jam. And what I'd love for you to do during this segment is just connect to uh, the plant kingdom. Listen. Uh, and then the reason I bring in this uh, Jungle Jam is that there's a lot of drums in it. And we're going to talk about the potato as we exit out today. And I want you to think about moving a little. That's another great way to help the lungs is movement. Cardiovascular uh, is a way to nourish. So it's not always easy, especially if you have a lot of grief. You might have some depression. But that movement will help those lungs and breathing and make you stronger. And you know that to be true if you've ever worked out, stopped, and started working out again. It's, it's a little rough in the beginning, but it gets easier as you move on. So as you jungle jam, maybe dance around a little bit, we'll come back, we'll talk about the potatoes, and then we'll exit out from there. Thank you. 
That was Jungle Jam by Brent Lewis and drumming, connecting to the earth, moving is a great way to move through grief, a great way to get the lungs working through this season and also to get things moving throughout your digestive region too. So what Paul Pitchford mentions in this chapter or segment on the metal element, which I highly recommend reading, um, that the common causes for lung disorders, lung vitality, resolving grief and sadness, again, collectively, we all have enough Just by our sisters and brothers suffering, if you think, I haven't suffered at all, well, your brothers and sisters have. So think about it in those terms and that we can help one another by doing our inner work. Uh, There is a uh, ripple effect, so to speak, literally and figuratively. Um, Also, uh, other things that can help uh, during the season, so we're going to listen to these, is... uh, (laughs) it, if you, especially if you're deficient in chi in the lungs, is rice, sweet rice, oats, carrot, mustard greens, sweet potato, yams, potato, fresh ginger, garlic, molasses, rice syrup, barley, malt, um, herring, herbs, um, and then including, I'm not familiar with this root, el campan root, um, spinach, spikenard root, and licorice root, which uh, licorice is a great way. Uh, You can get all organic licorice sticks that have molasses and licorice in and are really yummy and very nourishing to this element in your body, Um, also very nourishing to the kidney. So, uh, so far we've covered uh, just shining a light on how easy it is to cook. If you start to have a conversation with uh, your food and with your body, you'll be pleasantly surprised as to what arrives uh, when you start to understand uh, what's possible. What I've done here, because I was inspired to talk about potatoes, is included uh, three links of articles below. I always encourage you, when you hear something uh, about something that you're interested in, do some research, get informed, get educated. And that song we listened to in the beginning, Storyteller, be careful of the stories you speak. Uh, You might not have all the information. And if you can do your best to research, uh, really understand why you're sharing something and what the reason is, uh, it will be very helpful for you and um, the others around you. So the potato has a lot of great things in it. It has B6, potassium, copper, vitamin C, magnesium, vitamin B3, uh, fiber, and phosphorus and Additional benefits are that it's grounding in nature. Uh, It has a potential. There are some studies done for lowering blood pressure. Um, The vitamin B6 builds your cells. The vitamin B6 also is um, very nourishing to your brain cells and nervous system activity. It helps protect your cardiovascular system. And I can let you know um, it also assists with your athletic performance. So you think about those people that will eat those carbohydrates before they um, go out and work out or perform in an athletic performance situation. This is because the B6 is also necessary for the breakdown of the glycogen, the form in which sugar is stored in our muscles, cells, and liver. So the vitamin is a key player in athletic performance and 
endurance. So if you have a weakness in your lungs, you want to make sure you're getting these things. You can also read here um, on the first link, uh, WH Foods, about the history. Uh, then the Andeans, ooh, you know, the, they have so many varieties. I thought it was like 600, but really, after I did a little bit more research, there's 6,000 varieties. Uh, the terraced uh, agricultural system, the complexity to it uh, is very robust, and the possibilities that exist within that culture have taught most of the world many beautiful things. And then there's the International Potato uh, Center, which is fun. I love when these things exist. Uh, they talk about the Andean roots and tubers and potato and sweet potato and also acknowledge how important the potato crop is to our world food system. Uh when you educate yourself a little bit about this, you might be amazed and start to think about the potato a little differently, have a conversation. They're really fun and easy to grow. So uh, if you're inspired, it's fun for the kids. They can dig them up in the backyard and they pop up and then keep growing. So think about it. It's a, a possibility. We are going to exit out today with a little Anne Heaton I hope if you're inspired to start to have a conversation with food, if you want to continue the conversation by sending your feedback to me, please feel free to at my email address that's listed below or if you're listening through another mechanism, not the website, SuzanneToro at gmail.com. And keep your mind open. Research all directions. Educate yourself. Do your inner work if you're inspired to take responsibility for you and you might be amazed at what's going to unfold for all of us when we do that. In the meantime, I want, I want to thank our show sponsor, sponsor audible.com. You can get a free title. Please feel free to click the link below and check out the, all the beautiful options of uh, titles and audio content that you can listen to and educate yourself. And then we're going to jump off with Anne Heaton and connect with her wisdom through her music. simple way for you to support others is support the arts. Until next time, this is she signing out with a full heart, a big smile, a deep bow, and a namaste.
like he couldn't bear to let. 